Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 59 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you guys. Thank you so much for sending in all your questions, suggestions, and your kind feedback. Uh, and speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, and this podcast is for everyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you are studying Islam, or if you are thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you are already a Muslim who wants to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. And yeah, with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic comes to us from uh, actually two of our listeners who uh, asked me to uh, talk about this uh, you know, subject, which uh, Amel and Rawan, uh, they both uh, uh, have been uh, long-time listeners. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your uh, kind feedback and for your questions. Uh, the, t- the topic that they wanted me to talk about today uh, is uh, how to deal with depression and how to deal with anxiety and stress. So all the negative emotions, uh, how to deal with them from an Islamic perspective. And before I start talking about, you know, uh, what the religion uh, say about uh, these kind of issues, um, I have to just put up a, a disclaimer to tell you guys that this topic is purely spiritual. I will only tell you the spiritual aspect of these things, the religious aspect of these issues, right? That's all I can address. I'm not a psychiatrist. I know nothing about medicine. Um, I, I can't help you in that matter, right? So uh, what I'm trying to say is if, if, if anyone or any person with a depression or ha- basically if, if they have any medical and mental, uh, 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 you know, uh, issues and, 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 you know, like they require to see uh, a doctor or a physician, uh, I, 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 I'm not the one giving you solutions here. Uh, my solutions are spiritual and alhamdulillah, the spiritual and the religious solution works whether you need to see a doctor or you don't. So whether you are already seeing someone like a psychiatrist or someone, or if you're not, if your case is not, you know, to that extent, you need the spiritual solution. You need to hear this, right? You need the religious aspect. The religious aspect will never be unnecessary. It's always necessary. You always need it. Whether you have depression or whether you have anxiety or whether you have stress or whether you have anything, you always, whether you don't have any of these things, right? You always need that spiritual and religious boost that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us in the Quran and the Prophet gives us in the Sunnah. So, yeah, we need to know that again, I'm going to, I'm repeating, this is not because I don't want people to think, oh, if you are, uh, uh, if you have a, you know, like a, 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 an actual medical case of depression and, uh, you know, you have, uh, you're suffering from any mental issues, uh, uh, you just praying five times a day would fix everything or, you know, getting close to Allah would fix everything. That's not true. 
That is not true. Fixing things with Allah, fixing things with the religion are 100% necessary. They help most cases. Again, let me repeat. They help most cases. But there are some severe cases that have nothing to do with, you know, spirituality. You know, most cases do. Most cases, depression is a mental thing and the Quran and the Sunnah are medicine for the heart and medicine for the mind. We know that for a fact. But there are some severe cases, you know, whatever the reasons are for those severe cases, maybe the society maybe has something to do with work, school, whatever the the, the world we live in, right? Some, uh, Some people, and I've known some people, that their religion was not enough for them. You know, they loved the religion, they loved and it helped, you know, it helped a lot, but it was not the only solution. And for those people, my uh, advice to you is to please uh, uh, go and, uh, and see a specialist and hear this out and seek the religious means. You have to, the, again, the religious aspect has to be there no matter how you know, the other solutions uh, are. It doesn't matter. You need to be close to Allah, period. You won't make it if you're not close to Allah. So if you go there and you treat yourself, uh, you know, uh, 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 by a psychiatrist or whoever, and you're still far away from Allah, I promise you, you're you're not fixing anything, right? Um, another thing is, and, and also this came into this, the, the light of, of this uh, uh, horrifying uh, tragic uh, incident that took place in Texas, uh, uh, where uh, you know uh, some some two Muslim teenagers who uh, basically decided to commit suicide. They were brothers. They decided they had um, uh, mental depression, and they decided to uh, you know commit suicide and also you know take the lives of their families with them. And it was so like it was heartbreaking. I, I was in disbelief. And but these things exist. This is important. Uh, my dear brothers and sisters, this is really important. You have to address this. If you know someone who has, uh, you know, any type of depression, please be there for them. Uh, tell them what I'm about to tell you today. Use that and use other sources. I'm not the only source, you know, when it comes to, you know, the religion and the spiritual, uh, you know, solution to these things. Um, alhamdulillah, there are so many, uh, you know, sources of that. I, I'm combining all the sources for you, in, inshallah, in this episode. But if they need medical attention, please do so. Please help them. Because, again, for those of you who don't know, and I mean, whether you want to look it up or not, it's, it's just very tragic that, you know, those, those, those teenagers, they decided to just, you know, take their own lives because they couldn't live in the world. The world didn't make sense to them anymore. And, uh, uh, and they wanted to actually take the family with them, their parents and, 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 and their sister. And just because they didn't want the parents and, 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 and crazy enough, they did it out of love. They didn't want the parents to deal with the consequences or the aftermath after, you know, they commit suicide. So they wanted to, you know, just put it all to rest. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, forgive those who, you know, uh, th- th- those who uh, are ignorant on, uh, and those may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all of them. Uh, but again, and I don't, know what was the level of religion uh, uh, you know for these these teenagers uh, how how close they were to Allah or not is something we'll never know uh, but we just make dua for them and hopefully we stop anything from you know like this from happening if we can and if it's in our reach so again I'm gonna only inshallah give you the spiritual aspect of it but if, if it's beyond that please uh, seek help 
let me start by saying that I was uh, one of those who really uh, uh, suffered from this. Uh, me personally, I used to worry about the future like like crazy. I used to, you know, overthink everything. If 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 uh, if you know, if I got a job, would I keep the job? Oh my God! What, what, you know, if I missed, you know, uh, 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 like a meeting or something at my work, oh, am I gonna get fired now? Like, it just it's it's. I used to get, think about every little action that I would, you know take or that i would you know everything that i would do and i would like think about the implication is this gonna harm harm me is this gonna do this is this gonna do that and i used to like oh so did did i leave the stove on you know like all these things really you know i used to be worried about every single thing uh, uh in my life but alhamdulillah i've gotten so much better by getting close to allah not just by praying but by other stuff that i'm going to share with you guys inshallah today and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make all these things helpful to to all of you uh, you know for those who need it now let me start by saying that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself told us that being anxious being stressed is part of life it's part of being human so don't feel weird that you're always anxious don't feel weird that you're always stressed it's being it's 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 part of who you are as a human being right and uh, allah also told us how to deal with it and, and that's the beauty of our religion and that's the beauty of understanding our religion uh, and also you're not the only one prophets and messengers had same issues now i'm sure it was for different reasons but again they were anxious they were, you know, stressed, and it, it, it it's because they were human beings, right? They are. It's part of who they were. They were human beings like you and me, you know, and they had, you know, anxiety and they had stress and they were worried about the future as well. Even though they were prophets, but that didn't stop them from, uh, you know, being worried about, you know, the future. For example, our Prophet Sallallahu Remember, we talked about this actually. That uh, uh, like two episodes ago or something When he, after he came back from the journey of the Isra and Ma'raj After he came back, you know, he, he got, he came down from, you know, the seventh heaven uh, uh, He was so worried and anxious How, how, how is he going to communicate uh, to the people of Quraysh what happened to him? How is he going to tell them that he went from Mecca to Jerusalem in no time? How is he going to say that, oh, I met all the prophets and messengers? How is he going to say, oh, I, I, I was, you know, riding an animal that's not even from this world? You know, and he was so worried and scared of their reaction, of, the, of them rejecting him, even though he is the prophet of Allah. He is the best of mankind, but that didn't stop him from getting anxious. Also, Mary. Mary, when she found out that she was pregnant with Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, and that, you know, she's not married, right? She was very worried and stressed. How am I going to face my people? How am I, what am I going to say? You know, how, how did I bring this kid to life? You know, how did I bring this baby, you know, newborn to life? I, I don't know what to say. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed this and he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her in chapter of Maryam, verse number 24, do not worry, I'm with you. Do not worry, la tahzani. Don't, you know, don't be saddened. You know. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the Prophet in, in the chapter of the Shu'ara, verse number three. 
Allah is telling him, you don't worry, you, you're, you're worried to death. Literally, the word bakhir means you're worried to death. You know, you're about to die from being worried. And Allah says, I'm with you. Allah tells, you know, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always consoled the believers, the messengers, you know, and he tells them, don't worry, don't be stressed. But now, uh, let's, let's, let's address, uh, you know, let's talk about it as, again, there's no bullet points here. It's just, we'll talk about the issue of, you know, depression and the issue of, of anxiety as, as a, to, uh, you know, as a, as a whole. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, tells us in, 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 in chapter number 70, uh, verse number 19 and 20, in the chapter of Ma'arij, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ خُلِقَ هَلُوعًا إِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ جَزُوعًا وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الْخَيْرُ مَنُوعًا Allah tells us basically that this is part of being human. You're created and you're, you know, halua. You're like always, you know, have anxiety. You're always worried about the future, right? And Allah tells us this is part of who you are as a human being. But now, Allah also tells us in the same chapter, in the following verses, how to deal with it. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ خُلِقَ هَلُوعًا إِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ جَزُوعًا وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الْخَيْرُ مَنُوعًا Here it comes. إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ Except, so mankind are always anxious about the future. They're always worried, they're always stressed about life. إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ Except those who pray. But then we just said that, you know, people can pray and they'll still be anxious. Like Amel, he says he prays. It helps a lot, right? But it's still, you know, not 100%. There's still things to be done, right? But Allah tells you a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of, of, of an added information here. And Allah didn't stop there. Allah didn't say, no, except for those who pray. He said, Those who pray and they're constant in their prayers. They always pray. Not because they want something from Allah. Because they just want to pray. Because they want to please Allah, they want to go to Jannah, and they want to pass the test of this life. And also, Allah is adding information to us now, how to, you know, not be, uh, not have this anxiety and this, you know, uh, stress uh, about this life. If you though and also those who has a portion of their money, their wealth saved for the poor. If you have a portion that is saved for the poor, whether it's your zakah or it's your zakah plus your, you know, regular charity, because we have two types of charity, right? We have the zakah, which is a mandatory charity. It's two point five percent of your savings that you had for a whole year. So if you have a hundred dollars. Right in your bank account that sat there for a whole year in your checking account, let's say not saving because you know saving account savings account has uh, the issue of interest and interest is hundred percent haram in, in in Islam. But we're saying let's you have a hundred dollars and you have it saved in your checking account, right? And then a whole year passed on that hundred dollars. Then you have to take two dollars and fifty cents and give it to the poor. That's your zakah. That's mandatory. So we have something called zakah. And we have something called sadaqah. Sadaqah is not obligatory. It's not mandatory. It's optional. 
It's voluntarily. You you want to give it to whomever you want to give it, right? Zakah has to be given to the Muslims. Sadaqah, on the other hand, could be given to the Muslims or non-Muslims alike. That's a, a main difference between both uh, as well. So again, Allah saying, those who keep a portion of their money, of their wealth, of their savings for the poor, again, whether it's zakah or zakah and sadaqah, right? For the poor, those who, you know, who beg for money, those who ask for money, those who need, you know, uh, money and, and, and need, you know, uh, to eat and drink and all these things, right? So that's another thing. So now we have praying constantly for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of getting stuff done in this world. Not because you want a job. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. This is better than not praying at all. The problem is when you pray, Let's say, for example, you want to pass a test. And then you decide to pray to pass the test so Allah can help you passing the test. There's nothing wrong with that so far. There's nothing wrong with that so far. The problem comes when, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes you pass the test or not for wisdom that he knows, you stop praying. That means what? You're bargaining with Allah. Oh Allah, I'm only pray because I need something, but when I don't need it anymore... I'm good. I don't need you anymore. That's basically your message to Allah. I don't need to communicate with you anymore. And that's a major, that's a serious problem. Again, if you're someone who does not pray and you started praying for something that you want, you know, for, to ask Allah for help, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you do not stop praying afterwards. You continue praying. So Allah could, you know, bless your life, you know, f- from now on, right? So that's the point. So Allah, that's why Allah says, You have to continue, continuous praying, right? You pray every day, the five daily prayers at least, right? And he also, Allah told us that you need also to have a portion of your wealth, of your savings for the poor and those who need, who are, uh, and those who are in need, right? وَالَّذِينَ يُصَدِّقُونَ بِيَوْمِ الدِّينَ Another information now, another you know, another point is for and those who believe in the hereafter, in the day of judgment. Because when you believe in the day of judgment, you will be more disciplined, you will have more belief in your heart, and you're gonna do more as a Muslim. Again, praying, charity, believing in the hereafter, because it makes you a better person. Once, and there's a, there's a key, actually, there's a key point when it comes to believing in the hereafter, which is, and, and let me tell you this, let's say that you're someone who's really worried about this life, anxious about, you know, future, job, family, whatever, you name it, right? But then you find out or you start believing in the hereafter. Now, when you truly believe in the hereafter, what happens to you is that you start seeing the bigger picture. You see beyond this world. You see beyond this life. Because this life is temporary. We all know that. But when you believe in the hereafter, when you study the hereafter, when you know what is about to happen in the hereafter after we get resurrected, or after even we die and then get resurrected, you will actually have a bigger issue to think about. So, an anxiety, but it's a different type of anxiety. It's a healthy anxiety. Not anxiety that's about this world. Not worrying about this world as much as you should worry about 
the hereafter. When you believe in the hereafter, when you believe in what what's going to happen in, on, on the day of judgment, for those who believe and for those who do not believe, you start your your anxiety will actually shift. And once your anxiety shifts from this world and heads to the hereafter, now you start worrying about the hereafter, you're going to have a beautiful life in this world. Because Allah told us what to do, right? All you have to do is just do the right thing. And if you do something wrong, you repent to Allah. Keep trying to be a better person and that's all you have to care about. Now that doesn't mean, and again, let me, let me uh, clarify that doesn't mean worrying about this life is something bad or blasphemous or you shouldn't as a Muslim worry about this life. Absolutely not. But Allah told us how to deal with it by always reminding ourselves with the hereafter, with the bigger picture. Remind yourself. Oh my God. Like sometimes when I see something very unjustly taking place, whether it's on the news or it happens in front of me and, and I can't stop it or I can't, you know, I'm not, you know, it's and it's not in my hands to stop it. I say, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is incredible. I just talk to myself and I'm like, yeah, the, this is a bigger picture here that people don't realize. We're all going to die. And there's a hereafter. And we're all going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will be judged based on our actions in this life. Whew. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine you're standing in front of Allah and he's asking you about what you did. Do you think student loans will matter then? Do you think keeping a job will matter then? Do you think getting married to the right person will matter then? I'm not belittling the issues of this world, but I'm saying there are bigger issues to think about that will help us cope with our worldly issues as well. And Allah tells us this in the Quran. Allah tells us, وَالَّذِينَ يَصَدِّقُونَ those who really worry about the punishment of Allah. Don't think because you're a Muslim you're saved. Again, Allah's telling you. You're not secured from the punishment of Allah if you're a bad person. Don't, <laughs> don't even think about that. You're not automatically going to paradise because you're a Muslim. You have to be a Muslim and do the right thing. As a Muslim, be a good Muslim. Follow Allah's commands to go to paradise. Those who do not engage in adultery, premarital sex. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, you, you cannot get intimate physically with someone unless they were your spouse. That's it. And then Allah said, look, look, this is all in one chapter, the ch chapter number 70, Surah Al-Ma'arij, right? Look, Those who want something beyond what I just told you right now, the scope of what I told you, oh, they are, uh, you know, transgressors, they are oppressors. And they will be punished. 
and they will have anxiety in this life and in the hereafter. Now, our main goal, my dear brothers and sisters, is to not have anxiety in the hereafter and to be able to deal with the anxiety in this world. Because you you can there's no way you cannot so here's the thing Anx, the anxiety of this world inshallah we can deal with it by the guidance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by living a healthy life you know and all these things but if you get anxious in the, in the hereafter that allah intended for you to be worried and anxious in the hereafter there is no correcting that there is no fixing that that means you're a bad person and you will be treated as a bad person on the day of judgment right now, you have to also understand that the wisdom of having this anxiety, of having sadness, of being even depressed sometimes, is that life is not perfect. Allah is telling you, life. Allah tells us in the Quran all the time, life is not perfect. Life is hardship. Life is a struggle. You have to strive to live in this life. Life is just a bridge. That's why it's not perfect. It shouldn't be perfect because it's only temporary. It's a temporary station that we will stop by on our way to the final destination, the hereafter. Jannah, paradise, is the perfect life. Jannah is free of stress. Jannah is free of anxiety. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to work if you don't want to. I mean, some people say, if, and this actually happened, one of the companions asked the Prophet ﷺ, if I want to work in Jannah, can I work? And the Prophet ﷺ said, if, if you want to work, you, you have your own work, business, or whatever you want to run. I mean, everything, nothing is impossible in Jannah. Some people who love to work, they'll have something to keep them busy in Jannah to work on. But in Jannah, you don't have to work. You have to just, all you have to do is sit there, enjoy and wish for whatever you want. And Allah will give it to you. That's the perfect life. This is something we're never going to get in this life. We have to agree on that. No matter how rich you think you are, you're never going to get the ultimate happiness in this life. Because we, we said that the ultimate equation is whatever you have, you do not own in this life. Whatever you have, you do not own. If you have millions of dollars, you do not own any of them. You're going to spend them on something? Great. Then what? Then that something you either will lose or give up or sell eventually. Or you will die before doing any of these things. You do not own anything in this life. This, this life, what we own is only an illusion. We have the illusion of owning stuff. You know? Think about it. The card that you have right now, you don't own it. Eventually, either you will sell it to someone or you will pass away before getting rid of it. This life, nothing is free. Nothing is free. To have this money, this amount of money that you have, whether it's little, whether it's a lot, you have to work for it. You live, we, all of this life is, is, is nothing but expenses. You have to pay for, you know, rent. Or mortgage, if you're doing it the halal way, right? You have to pay for food, drinks, bills, electricity, gas, car, insurance, gas for the car, you know, taxes. You ha It's expenses everywhere. Life is not perfect. Feeling sick. You feel sick in this life, right? Once in a while. 
is part of life. It's not per- it shows you that it's not perfect. Getting old. You know? And anxiety. Stress. Worrying about the future is also part of life. Worrying about the future, worrying about death. I don't want to die now because I don't know if I'm a good person or not. That's part of how we live, how we think. Now, compare this to Jannah, eternal happiness. There is no death. There is no work. Everything is free. Everything in Jannah is free. No bills there. You don't pay for anything. No fear of anything. Allah said, you will live in Jannah for eternity. You don't even have to worry about leaving Jannah. Not going to happen, inshallah. That's it. Simple. So Allah tells us, reminds us, that life is a place of work and stress and striving. But we have something to look forward to, which is Jannah, paradise. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We're just not there yet, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel, which is paradise, inshallah. Now, another way of, you know, you know, helping yourself mentally to uh, uh, deal with stress or depression or any any of these things is that you must believe that every single thing is in the hands of Allah. And to be able to overcome worldly problems, you must fully trust Allah. Now, that doesn't mean that you just don't do anything and you be like, okay, Allah will solve it. No, you have to seek the means. Like, for example, lock your door before leaving the house. Seek the means. Do what you have to do and leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Trust in Allah's judgment and result. And whatever it is, accept it because it's coming. You did what you, what you had to do, right? You did what you were supposed to do. Leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and accept the results. The Prophet ﷺ tells us in a hadith, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ لَوَ الْأُمَّةِ اجْتَمَعَتْ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَيَضُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ The Prophet ﷺ tells us, rest assured if the whole entire nation gathered to harm you, they won't be able to harm you unless Allah had written that upon you, that you will be harmed. And vice versa. If the entire nation, if this whole country gathered to help you out and Allah has not written upon you to be helped out, you won't be helped out. You won't be happy. It's all in the hands of Allah. You must do it the right way though. You must believe in destiny. You know, you must believe in destiny. And this is key, my dear brothers and sisters. Believing in destiny. Do your best and don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the results because we, we know, what we know from the beautiful, beautiful situations that happen throughout the seerah, throughout the, the biography of the Prophet you know, that nothing that was meant to be for you will miss you. If something is supposed to be for you, you won't miss it. Rest assured, this is part of destiny. This is the belief in destiny. And if something is never meant to be for you, you'll never get it. No matter what you do. If you keep stressing day and night. And if you do your best, you keep working for it. 
and it's not meant to be for you, it won't be for you. You won't get it. You know? So do your best. Again, do your best and don't worry about the results. That's the key point. Here's the problem. We do work, but we stress about the results and we shouldn't be like that. Once you did what you have to do, say, inshallah, make dua to Allah. Of course, you have to make dua to Allah because, you know, being arrogant, those who are arrogant that they don't think that when they make dua to me, I will help them out. Those who basically think they could get things done when they do the work and that's it. Allah is not you know, in control of anything. Oh, that's a serious problem. So do your best and make dua to Allah to give you the best results that you're hoping for and even better. You know, one of the things that we didn't get to, uh, it, it was it, it, there's one of the battles uh, that the Muslims lost. We mentioned this briefly before. You know, it's called the Battle of Uhud, and where the Muslims, you know, felt overconfident, and then they lost the battle, and it was a very uh, uh, drastic loss, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of Muslims died. So the hypocrites of the Medina, there were people, a group of people with the Prophet ﷺ who were hypocrites. They pretended to be Muslims, they pretended to accept Islam, but they were not Muslims. They hated Islam and they wanted to harm Islam and the Prophet ﷺ. So that group of hypocrites, they said after the battle took place and after the Muslims lost, and they, by the way, they did, not, they did not participate. They said only if the Muslims stayed home, they would have never lost their lives. They would have never been killed, basically. And to that, Allah responded and said, what? And if it was their destiny to die, they would have left their homes to meet their death outside of their homes. You cannot defy destiny. You are in control of your choices, but what happens to you is pure destiny. Allah is in control. Nothing happens outside of the control of Allah. There is no escape from your destiny. And us as Muslims, we use destiny to console ourselves for the past and not to justify the future. Let me explain. You cannot say... I was meant to commit adultery. I was meant to drink alcohol. I was meant to do, you know, uh, do gambling. I was meant to rob someone or steal money. You can't justify the future actions or the future sins. You cannot do that. Because you don't know the future. You written your own future, you know, by thinking that you're smart than Allah. You have written your future by thinking that you could be, you know, sneaky. And you could outsmart Allah. No one can outsmart Allah. We're not even on any level close to Allah. So you're claiming, hey, it's I was always meant to do this bad thing. That's a problem. But you use destiny and you say, for whatever happened to you, whatever you did your best on and it did not work out, you use destiny and say it was always meant. It was not meant to be. Not meant to be. And Allah also tells us in the Quran, "Ma asaba min musibatin illa bi'idhnillah." Anything that happens, any catastrophe that takes place, any musibah, any calamity that hits us, it's by the it happens to us by the permission of Allah. look at this. And if you have true belief in Allah, Allah will make your heart at ease. You won't feel anxiety. You won't feel because you believe in destiny. You believe that you did your best and Allah, 
This is Allah's wisdom. You know, and another verse, ما أصاب من مصيبة في الأرض ولا في أنفسكم إلا في كتاب. Any calamity that hits earth or hits yourselves is written in a book. Allah المحفوظ. The preserved tablet, something you know, the book. Remember when we talked about the pen, and the pen wrote everything. Here we go. You need to believe in that to feel better. Change your lifestyle a little bit. A little bit. You know, for example, try to do everything for the sake of Allah. It will help. Like, for example, sleeping. Go to sleep early to wake up for Fajr. Put the intention that when you go to sleep, you're going to sleep to be able to wake up for Fajr to pray Fajr. You know, when you go to work every day. You actually can gain rewards from going to work by saying, Oh Allah, I'm doing this to get rewards from you for your sake, to be able to put food on the table for my family. I want to get those rewards. You know, getting physically, uh, you know, intimately with your spouse. You can actually gain rewards from that by saying, Oh Allah, I'm doing this for your sake to fulfill the needs of my spouse so they don't do anything haram. They don't do anything self, uh, sinful. So they don't do anything haram. They don't do anything sinful. Eating. Just by eating, when you say Bismillah, have the intention, just add the intention. You don't have to have it from the, you know, the beginning. Just add the intention to have the energy to be able to worship Allah, to pray, to do this and that for the sake of Allah. Stop doing everything for the sake of people. You know, and this is when people get depressed. You're trying to please everyone around you, but you forgot the most important entity to please, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know? Now, there's nothing you... I mean, you should please your parents. You should please your spouse. You know? You should please your good family member, people who are good to you, people who are righteous in the sight of Allah. Pleasing them will never contradict pleasing Allah, right? But the problem comes when you try to please everyone by not pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, for example, if you want to please your boss at work by not praying, like, you know, he, he said, oh, you know what, uh, let's go out to have lunch and then it's it's Dhuhr time and uh, you cannot make it up after. Now, again, I'm not saying like you cannot make it, make up the Dhuhr. Like, for example, if you uh, miss out on, uh, if you go out with your boss for, for example, lunch, you won't be able to make Dhuhr. I'm saying this is an example. Then if you can do both, then of course, you know, go ahead. But I'm saying like, if you're trying to please people for worldly reasons affect your relationship with Allah that's a serious problem and that actually eventually causes depression because on and this is an authentic hadith those who anger Allah to please people Allah will actually make people angry at them and those who anger people to please Allah Allah will make the believers the right people be pleased with them you have to understand this is another rule that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had created now Another thing is to prioritize your life goals. Do not stop at trivial worldly matters. You know, some people, you know, uh, get really hooked on, oh, I'm not talking to my cousin because they looked at me in a, in a weird way. You know what? No, they talked about bad about me. I'm, this is going to be an issue. We're not going to talk until the day we die. That happens. And I have actually family members who do that. You know, for something that's very trivial, they make a big deal and they just, and, and it becomes, you know, misery for the rest of the family. That happens. 
and and don't prioritize you what is big what is more important think about it first and then deal with the trivial stuff like for example i give you this this is actually a very beautiful example uh, uh that one of the scholars were, was talking about and, and i love that example if you have a cup and you want to fill that cup with sand rocks and stones you have sand you have rocks and you have stones and you, you have to fill that cup how would you do it well the smart way to do it is to put the big rocks first and then to put the stones because the stones will fill in the gaps between the rocks then you put the sand because the sand will go where you know the stones couldn't go and it will fill in more gaps and you're going to have a full cup and you put everything in it but for example if you switch it around if you put the sand first you're going to fill up what half the cup then when you try to put the rocks it's not going to fit right you try to put the stones still the same thing and if you put the stones first still you're blocking your you, again the rocks will create issues when you try to put the rocks on top of the stones or on top of the sand it will always be a problem and you won't have a proper filled cup think about that for a second prioritize organize yourself organize your priorities what matters first is the hereafter pleasing allah then comes family then comes the muslim community then comes everyone else allah and his messenger they always come first allah comes first and then his messenger then your family that's how it goes that's how you should think you put allah above everything also choose your company it really makes a difference if you have friends who don't pray if you have friends who uh, you know who are not even remotely religious if you have friends who drink all the time this is going to affect you as a human being this is definitely going to affect you choose your company khalili. the prophet says the person is upon the religion of their close friends so you choose your close friends and here's something that's related really really related to our world today do not chase glamour do not follow today's trends and we're talking about social media mainly you know all these apps snapchat uh tiktok uh you know um instagram all these things people have fake personalities fake lives that they post on these things you know all these what do you call them influencers or all these you know uh, social media celebrities those people have fake realities that when people watch them, they be like, oh, wow, they must be very happy in their lives. You know, when you see someone taking a video, fun video with their mother or their father, or their family members, oh, this is the perfect family. This is all fake. You know, this is all for the sake of getting, are you trying to tell me that these people don't have a problem with one another? They're always having fun? No, but it creates this fake image of how your life should be. You should be like this. It creates a fake image of how beauty should be. Oh, I should put on this and put makeup on and do all these things to look like that celebrity, right? They're my age, so what's the problem? You know, they're Muslim like me. For example, if you're following a Muslim celebrity. If you're posting on social media, you know, showing off what you have is actually against the, sh the sunnah. Oh, I went to that place and look at this, how beautiful my dish looks like, you know, in the restaurant. Oh, look how beautiful my new sneakers look like. Oh, look how this. Oh, I bought a new TV. Look at, look at this guy. 
complete strangers looking at your stuff. You shouldn't even share that with strangers. The Prophet says, said what? Do not show people what you have because some people will envy you and you're going to get envied and then you're going to have a problem because envy is something that's real. The evil eye is something that is real. And again, think about it logically. Who cares about strangers seeing your, uh, you know, the new items you bought? Why are you bragging? And some people might be poor. Some people might feel some sort of way. Why are you putting this fake image around yourself? You know, sharing your life with the rest of the world is not a healthy thing at all. You know, privacy is healthy than being exposed to the world. No one needs to know your affairs, you know, except for your loved ones. Being someone you're not actually is part of, you know, chasing that glamour, the social media issue. You don't even have to be a celebrity. When you take a picture and you post it on, you know, any of these platforms, what happens is you're showing, oh, like the, it's been a while since I had coffee that this good. What is this? You know, it's very interesting to me when people always share the pictures of them eating stuff. Oh, this is, I haven't eaten this for a while. Why do you have to show people something that you're not? You're not a food critic. You know, you just happen to be a person with a camera and a phone and uh, access to the internet. But because, you know, today's world that makes everyone could be a celebrity somehow. Everyone could use, you know, again... Don't get me wrong. You could use the internet for, to do something good, right? At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, blessed me with knowledge about technology and, you know, how to use technology in a very healthy way. I'm using technology to broadcast this podcast to everyone, you know, to publish this podcast and to share my knowledge. When you are getting in this, you have to follow the trend as a person who uses social media all the time, being obsessed with social media all, all, all the time, you have to follow a trend. Whatever the trend today is, I'm going to follow it. You lose your own identity. Did you guys know that the gel will actually rule earth because of trends? He's going to show up and he's going to show up with the trends that people will follow at the time. Or will be following at the time. That's how he gets you. That's how shaitan gets you. That's how the devil gets you. So yeah. Do not chase fake glamour. Also another thing. Another solution for depression is. To repent all the time. In the chapter of Nuh. Noah's advice to all of us. Make istighfar. Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because look what Allah does when you do that. Allah will bring down provision for you when you make istighfar, when you repent. Allah will give you money, wealth, and children. And Allah will put you in paradise. And you will have your own rivers in paradise just by repenting to Allah, sincere repentance. We all make mistakes. We all commit sins. Just repent to Allah sincerely. And wallahi, I promise you, your heart will feel better. Let's say you say, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Just repent because you always do something wrong. You just don't know it. Remembering Allah. That's another big deal. 
Now, repenting to Allah is part of actually remembering Allah. Dhikr. Dhikr in Arabic means remembrance. Remembering Allah. فَاذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Allah says, if you remember me, I will remember you. Also, Allah says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ If you forget about me, I will make sure that you forget about your own selves. فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ What does that mean? means that you will forget to repent. That you will forget to do the right thing when you commit a sin. Just because you forgot about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one that you should never, ever forget about is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah also says in the Quran, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you, those who believed and they always remember Allah in their hearts and they're in their tongues, and Allah tells you, can't you see that when you remember Allah all the time, your, heart will, your hearts will feel better? He's giving you the solution to the problem of anxiety and depression. Now, how do we remember Allah? Okay, we get it. Okay, remembering Allah. Dhikrullah is a key point in feeling better. How do we remember Allah? Number one, put Allah first in everything. You know, anything you do, you say, would that please Allah or would that anger Allah? That's how you remember Allah, number one. You go eat food, make sure. Is this halal or haram? You go apply for a job, is this job going to make Allah angry or not? When you're at home, I should pray on time because Allah comes first and then do whatever I have to do. You know, this is putting Allah above everything else. Also, obeying Allah's commands. When Allah tells you to do something, you do it because you want to please Allah. And when Allah tells you do not do anything, when Allah tells you do not do something, you do not do it. Simple as that. Praying and making dua every time, five times a day. Every time you pray, make dua. Oh Allah, let me have a better life. Oh Allah, solve all my problems. Oh Allah, you ask, you can ask Allah for hours, limitless. Allah does not limit you to a certain amount of duas. You can keep making dua as much as you want. You know? Also reading Quran and reading Quran here, because some people say, Well, I read Quran and you know I pray, but Nothing happens Well if you guys would go back to the previous episode Of you know feeling uh, nothing when you read Quran I, I give you the, the, the solution Which is you have to understand I'll give, you, I'll give it to you briefly now But if you want the detail Go back to the previous episode You when you read Quran Or when you pray You must understand what you're saying Don't memorize Quran For the sake of memorizing Quran Memorize Quran that you understand To please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Understand Quran You know Go find the, 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 the translation, the, the whole description of the tafsir of the chapter or the verses that you're reading. And again, like we said, sincere repentance also counts as remembering Allah. You know? Also, when you read the Quran and you understand the words, apply it to your daily life. Because it's okay, it's fun and great to understand what the Quran means. Oh, amazing. Okay, beautiful. You know, it's even more beautiful when you memorize as much as you can. Amazing, incredible. But here's the problem. None of that matters if you don't apply it on your daily life. You'll still feel depressed. You know what the Quran says, but you're not following it in terms of actions. It will lead to depression. It will lead to depression for sure. Also understand that life is temporary. 
You will die. Everyone. You, me, everyone who's listening right now will die, you know, eventually. Now you should understand what is more important. You know, this life is not going to last. The hereafter will. Be thankful to Allah for what you have because I promise you, you are doing so much better than a lot of other people. And Allah could take that from you. If you think what you have is too little, Allah could take that from you and then what are you going to do? Be thankful to Allah for anything you have. Even if it was little or even if you thought it was little. Do not associate happiness with materials. Because some of the happiest people on this earth are those who don't have much. Why they're so happy? Because of their relationship with Allah, they are content. And that's the true happiness. That is the true happiness, to be content with what you have. You know? Also understand that we live in trial times right now. A lot of things are happening. A lot of confusion that's why you hold on to the religion. There are crazy things that you see on the news now. You know, men that they're not sure if they were men. Women are not sure if they were women. Uh, 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 people are doing, you know, child rape. Uh, uh, people who are, you know, mass shootings for no reason, you know, going into a school. We live in insane times. We live in insane times. Again, it shows you that life is not perfect. It could be a crazy place to live in. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you're with Allah, you have this bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will inshallah be protected mentally, spiritually, and inshallah physically as well. I hope that, again, I'm, I'm, I try to get as much as I can from the Quran and Sunnah to answer uh, your question, Amel. I hope that for everybody who is interested, you know, my answer helped a little bit. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.